us some weed Why do women bleed? Can I plant my seed? There are many types of questions And answers are all we need But the most important question we all agree How will you feed? How will you feed? How will you feed? Brought to you by... Taco Cabana. All right. Who's today's congenital host? You? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll battle this one. Okay. Thanks, Cooper. Because the other day, uh, Danny was walking around out in the hallways, and our boss, Jeff the Catman Catlin, cat, of course, spelled with four T's now. And a K. Mm-hmm. With yeah. umlauts over the A. <laughs> uh, he, he was gone, and so whenever he's gone, people shove a bunch of paperwork under his desk because he's got to sign everything in the end and turn it into the bosses. He's got expense reports and timesheets and talent Just sheets garbage. and all that crap. Mm-hmm. So we notice that and all these are all these forms that we fill out are fairly regimented forms. These are forms that we've been filling out the same ones for years and years and years. And matter of fact, we received a an email like three days ago saying, please download, save, and use the attached expense report only. This is the current approved form. Some of our guys are still using other expense report forms. Well, I don't the, know how to do any of that. You don't know how to do what? Save, download, and use. That's another segment. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. That's okay. We'll get you through this. But Norm clearly doesn't understand the process because when we looked underneath Cat's or inside Cat's office, we could see all these different forms in there. And one of them was not anything that we'd seen before. It was just a piece of yellow legal notepad paper. Mm-hmm. Wow. With a bunch of gibberish written down. I immediately recognized the handwriting because we've all seen the big board. Yes. And it was from Norm. And Danny starts looking a little bit closer at it. And it's not a love letter from Norm to Jeff. Mm -mm. This was his expense report. Legendary. He put the, his the, expense report yes. on a yellow legal pad. Now, this has been talked about forever, that Norm will expense sewing thread if he has to repair a button. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is known to everybody up here that Norm will expense every single... The air that he breathes. Yes, he will, if he can get away with it. It's yes. very. I think it's very old school. All right, first of all, he can't fill out a form like the rest of us have to? Clearly not, and that's why this email was sent that I just said. So, <laughs> he's only been working for this company now for like 30 years, and he still just kind of throws stuff around like it's no big deal. And this is not old Susquehanna either. This is a fairly rigid company. So you would think that he would have learned by now to do things the way everybody else does. Yeah, but this no. isn't willy, they're not willy-nilly with their reimbursement checks. Right. So, on the top of it, it doesn't even say Norm Hitzkus on it either. It just says, Spring Training. His name isn't even on there. (laughs) So, the first thing on there, under Spring Training, at the very top is, Mm -hmm. 
dropped off at Love Field Airport. Round trip, 66 miles. Now, what does that mean, you might ask? What that Um, means is he is letting you know that he did not park at the airport. Therefore, you are not going to incur any um, parking fees or anything like that, that his wife drove him 33 miles each way to the airport to catch his flight to Surprise or to, uh, to Phoenix, and he wants mileage on that. Yes, car. he wants my. He, he will get mileage for this. He wants his whatever ten cents per mile. I've never heard of anyone doing this. <laughs> I think my like year one, I'm expensed um, a mileage to Texas Motor Speedway. And I just quit doing it after that. I was like, really? Am I going to be this petty? See, that's the thing. Okay, so we're out here right now. How many miles is this? About 40, about 80 each way, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever thought about writing down mileage? No. How many times have, and again, his his wife took him to the airport. How many times have you had relatives, my wife, some randomoid drive us to the airport and think about expensing that? Like, would I tell my wife to expense a trip to DFW. No. Never. Never never would enter my mind ever, ever, ever. But for him, round trip, 66 miles. And um, in parentheses, by the way, when it says dropped off at Love Field, round trip, 66 miles, saves on parking. (laughs) Okay, he's probably right about that. Yeah, he probably is. He it's probably is. Too. But that's the thing. None of us ever park when we're going on a road trip. We never park at some place. No, we for, get dropped. Yeah. Um, here's uh, right after that lunch at DFW Airport at ten in the morning. <laughs> lunch. <laughs> Snacks. Oh, just wait. I don't understand what this is. That's breakfast. Phoenix Airport. Wheelchair tags? Tip. Wheelchair tip? Yes. Somebody had to wheel him out of the uh, airport so he could get to his rental car faster, and he tipped that person $5 cash. And Just he a tip. expensed that. Yes, he did. Okay. Phoenix Airport. <laughs> Wheelchair tip. <sighs> <laughs> Um, all right, the we move on. Do, the fun doesn't stop, Mike. It continues. Dinner. I'm sure. Dinner uh, on hotel bill. Now, this is really Norm, because Norm, you know, as worldly as Norm is and as well-traveled as he is and as many great meals as he has eaten over the course of his lifetime, when he is on a road trip, he eats like a college kid. He eats at the hotel a bunch. He either eats hotel food or fast food. Yes. Do you remember the time we were going for our team dinner? And I can't remember where we were. Uh, It may have been in um, uh, Indianapolis, whatever that suburb was. Remember that you always reference? Anderson. Avon. Avon or whatever. So remember, we were all meeting for our team dinner. So I'm in the car. It's me and Norm and Craig and I want to say George. When Norm's... Oh, yeah, I remember this. So we're all going to eat at a what we thought was a decent place in Avon, maybe the only decent place in Avon. And we're all going to hang out and talk or whatever. 
We get halfway there, and Norm says, Cobra, there's a Wendy's right over there, pal. Can you just wheel in there and get me a double bacon cheeseburger, fries, and a Coke and take me back to the hotel? <laughs> I go, are you sure, Norm? Yeah, I remember that. Are you sure? We're all going to go hang out. You know, this is going to be a good time and everything. Pal, I've had it. It was 7 o'clock. I just want a triple and a bowl of chili. Head back to the room. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> and you did it. Yeah, I did. I mean, what am I going to say? No to the guy? I would have. No, you. Oh, yeah, right. No. You're the guy that followed him into the bathroom and yes. sports with him. While that was, he was, a, going that was a long two. time ago. I don't care. It, you're not getting off the hook that easy on that one. <laughs> You went in to see a man manure. Don't talk. Tell me you wouldn't take him to Wendy's. <laughs> no, I'd tell him he's going to the team dinner with the rest of us. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. No, All you right. would take. You would go to Wendy's. Nobody with him gets out of that. And then follow him into the toilet at Wendy's. No, I wouldn't. Continue. All right. Uh, the next day, this is this is what I don't understand. The next thing that he has is tip for breakfast. Okay, that means he ate breakfast at his hotel, got room service, and just signed the bill. So that breakfast is going to be on the hotel bill, but he tipped in cash. I was thinking maybe it was an all, it was part of, you know, we have a lot of these hotels that we stay at that have all-you-can-eat breakfast. He ain't tipping on that. Well, that, okay, imagine that. You're eating breakfast for free, basically, yeah. and then you put a dollar down, and you sign off for that. Because his tip was a dollar seventy-five, <laughs> just a tip, dollar seventy-five. That is expensed. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised by any of this. But go ahead. Bottle water. Bottle water. Bottom. Yes. Okay. One dollar eleven cents. <laughs> Oh, this is so wonderful. Lunch for self and producer, this Mike is, Saroy. Okay, look at this amount. This Boom. is the one that, that I'm <laughs> most interested in. What is the amount there? I can't read it. It's like $16, which makes me ask, where are you guys eating? Taco Bell? You know what I think? that I think that they... Because there is, there's another place that he mentioned. This, th- th- this one's not written down. But later on, there's one for a similar fee for lunch. Yeah, it's like 14 bucks for two people. Yeah, and it was it was Subway. <laughs> Subway. Because you see Subway written down here. One, two, three, four, five, six times. Subway. Lunch, dinner, lunch, dinner, lunch, dinner. Subway. Now, Danny, remember, we would get on you. Go ahead. Norm will buy lunch and dinner all at one time. He'll buy two sandwiches at Subway, two drinks, two bags of chips. He buys two meals for himself so he can go back to his room and stay there the entire day. Shut up. No, I've done these trips with Norm. <laughs> that's not, that's not, Saroy will have his own meals. Norm is Boom. putting down Saroy saying he's buying meals for him. Those are oh, his, really? those are all his. His like lunch and his like afternoon snack. <laughs> that's genius. You're kidding me. Well, <laughs> Norm doesn't like to get out of his room. Clearly. Get, what is he doing in there? He's doing sports. Do we Go away, Baton. <laughs> Do we want to know? Get I the big board ready. 
Yeah, there's a draft coming up, Corby. Oh, I guess. I guess so. Subway every day? Every day. Two sandwiches each time. All, always footlongs. He gets like right, that's two not so meals. unusual. What kind of footlong sandwich does he get? Or do they does he mix them up, or does he get two of the exact same he sandwiches? Usually, anything that has salami on it, he's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Meat. He gets the Italian sub every time. Oh my and god! Always on white. This is oh, wonderful. Man. Oh, Norm. Um, the thing. Okay, so the, the thing about the thing about him. Uh, Fresh cobra. The thing Meat. about him is, is when he when he puts down a tip, it's always in capital cash, C A S H. <laughs> Just so you'll know, but like, you could make up anything, which I bet he does. I bet you he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does this say here? Uh, Tony Smith at ballpark. Now, what possibly could that even mean? It just said How Tony's our engineer. It? Uh-huh. Tony is our engineer. What could that mean? Well, Tony how much Smith is it? What's the amount? Four dollars. I don't know. Maybe he got him a hot dog or something. <laughs> he sent Tony down for a bag of peanuts. <laughs> he did? <laughs> and he expensed a bag of peanuts? <laughs> uh, Saroy just texts in and says the $16 for us both was media lunch at ballpark. Oh, okay. And then he says, and I didn't eat one effing Subway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, Any others stand out? Well, yeah, I mean, you go you go back to the uh, you go back to the, uh, the 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 trip to the airport, the round trip trip to the airport. It's bookended with that 66 mile yeah, request it is. for uh, mileage repayment. Yeah, and then of course, uh, wheelchair tip going <laughs> in to the airport. Right. Because man, so you get the whole thing in reverse again. You house. do, yeah. It, it it almost looks like some sort of children's game <laughs> where it looks identical from top to bottom because it does because you see it's the awesome. round. Yeah, it's it's bottom. It's sixty six miles wheelchair tip subway 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 wheelchair tip sixty six miles. <laughs> Yep. I'm not surprised by this. You shouldn't be either. I, I guess, no, no, I've heard legendary stories. Newspa- he'll expense, you know, back when newspapers were a quarter. He yes. would expense the quarter. Yes. And he has been known to expense trivial items such as a needle and thread, although I, I have no idea who he gets to sew for him. You know, is that some of part of Saroy's job description too? Maybe there Boom. were there were times when uh, when I was talking to him about this on a road trip, and he was trying to tell me what I need to expense, and I told him, and you're the one that told me this a long time ago. I'm going to eat lunch no matter where I am in this great country. It doesn't matter, and I don't feel that I'm working while I'm eating lunch. And I know I'm out of town, and I know I'm supposed to be on the company dime, but there are plenty of times when I just eat lunch and I don't expense it, you know? Yeah. I just... Hey, most of the time when we go on these things, unless something's really big... Like a rental room, car. car room. big dinner. Right. Room, yep. car, big dinner, airplane. Those things I will expense. Yeah. Lunch... Or Dunch, or something like that, I won't. Yeah, bottles of water. Yeah, bottles of water, I won't. Peanuts, no. He got so mad at me, though. 
Who, Norm? Yeah, you know, because I wait, told wait, him that I, that, that I didn't do this. He got mad at me because... You're wasting your own money, Cobra. I'm wasting my own money, and he doesn't want to give the company any ideas when it comes to him. Ah. Like, well, you know, Corby doesn't expense this, or Mike doesn't do this. They don't even expense their lunches, and here you are expensing cotton candy at the ballpark. <sighs> Wasn't there one... Item or uh, one item that was on his list that just said snack. Yes, snacks, <laughs> snacks. <laughs> what is that? Snacks. A dollar sixty-five. <laughs> what, what kind of decent snack are you getting for a buck and a half? Well, snacks. no snacks. Uh, we don't know, but I bet I know somebody who would. Yeah. Maybe he'll text in with that. Well, we have to go, but that's or sext in. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, sext in, sext in, sextus. The ticket. The ticket. Doing the Grego, doing the Grego, doing the Grego. Doing the Grego, doing the Grego, doing the Grego. Community Crickets! Here's Corey. Sponsors? Oh, yeah, sponsors. Airstream of DFW and Twin Peaks. Thank you very much. So we're down here watching uh, Delcus, and uh, it's going to rain, and it's going to rain really hard. Apparently starting at about eight o'clock, depending on where you live. Excuse me, Uh-oh. and yeah, and that will continue on literally for twelve hours. It appears, man, with a couple of uh, stops and starts. Ninety degree roll, I pro- probably tomorrow. Uh, and he's still jacket on. Wait till he goes jacket off. Um, yeah, he's not even serious yet. Ty, what? He's right. Ty, when he puts his twin hat do? on. Ty's getting ready to do a baseball show tonight. Try a little baseball. That's right. I saw Sean Bass. See Diamond Talk assemble. Is it weird that Sean showed up in his full Ranger uniform like a manager? I've come to expect it. Spikes. It's a big show. Stirrups. Yeah, he's got yeah. the Incavilia jersey on tonight. He, he's Inky. Sw- <laughs> he's swinging the weighted bat right now. The donut. Yeah. All right. So a couple of very weird stories. One involving COVID and a local guy or at least a Texas guy, the New York Times wrote about this, and I've not seen this. Maybe I wasn't looking in the right places, but apparently, so there's a restaurant out there. Don't know if I've been there before. I feel like maybe we've had a remote at one of these things. I don't know. But there is a restaurant chain known as Texas Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. You familiar with Texas Roadhouse? All the time, baby. You've never been to Texas Roadhouse? Come on, man. (laughs) I don't think so. You're not missing much. Easy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Have you? Many times. Really? It's big in the suburbs. Yeah. Is a burb thing? Yeah. I don't think there's one in Dallas. Isn't that the place where you can throw your peanut shells on the ground? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? They cut your tie off when you walk in? No, no, it's place? not Dick's Last Resort. Well, I don't know. Uh, no, well, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Texas Roadhouse guy. Sure. Okay. Let's party. So the guy who uh, is the CEO and founder was, as you know where this is headed. I do. Is a guy named Kent Taylor. Kent Taylor, um, at some point in the last year, contracted COVID. And he suffered from, according to the New York Times, from a variety of symptoms following his illness, including... Severe tinnitus or tinnitus. I've heard Craig say tinnitus, and I, I trust. Tinnitus. I trust Craig, even though it looks like tinnitus. Yeah, because Craig has it. Craig suffers from tinnitus, 
Uh, he was down at the uh, at the our local track at the Motor Speedway, and something happened. He was down in the pit area, I think, changing a couple of tires or something. And when he walked out of there, he had ringing in his ear, and it never went away. We're talking about years and years and years ago. Man. Yeah, and so he suffers from that. And it's not, he says he's used to it by now, but I can only imagine what a constant ringing in your ear must feel like. Do you guys ever, I feel like there's some semblance of that going on with me into perpetuity. It's just minor. Like, I notice it, but I don't notice it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Sure. And, and that, I, I would imagine many of us up here have hearing issues. Yeah, like because we wear our headphones too coming. loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, right before I go to bed and it's real quiet, you hear a little. Yeah, but it's, it's at a point when you're just in your normal day, you don't really hear. I, it. Yeah, I don't think about it much, and you know, I hope it doesn't get any worse. But anyway, Kent Taylor, the Texas Roadhouse guy, he uh, started suffering from severe tinnitus, and his suffering became quote unbearable and he ended up taking his uh life i saw this story and i did not have a very good grasp for can you imagine how bad it must be that's that's the thing yeah and and he felt this was a a byproduct of the covid 100 percent yeah, and you uh, that is now listed as one of the random side effects of uh, contracting or con- con- contracting this disease. I can't imagine that pushing you to the edge of life's not worth living. Anymore. Oh my God! I mean, think about again how unbearable that must be, and how loud and haunting that must be. And, you know, I know Craig has been, Craig got his shots. I think Craig is all fully vaccinated now, and he never contracted COVID. But they say if you had tinnitus, that if you got COVID, this report that the Times put together, or I guess science put together, that if you had it, it exacerbated it to a level that, you know, for some people was unbearable. And I'm wondering, I, like, this is the first I've heard of this. And I'm wondering if people that suffer from this were already aware of this or if this is just now coming to light as well. You Obviously, you heard about loss of taste and like um, what Scott Van Pelt. Scott Van Pelt is months down the road from uh, having COVID and he has no taste. And I've got neighbors, same way. They're four months removed. Zero taste has come back. Man. Uh, Ken Bethay, our buddy from the old 97s. He got it, and here we are months after the fact, and he's like, barely have I reacquired any sort of taste. Like, some things spicy or some... Like, he says he can sense if something is hot. Taste and smell. Like, so you you know if it's a... Like the temperature? Spice hot. Okay. Other than that, you don't know. You have no idea what you're eating. You could be eating anything. And I can imagine after a while that would become problematic. You just don't you don't smell or taste anything. One of my neighbors says that um, this is probably a good thing, but she says alcohol makes her nauseous. Like a glass of wine 
and it's the smell taste thing. It does something to your whatever your sensories that you it just doesn't it doesn't click, and so it's like ugh. So these things, it's weird. It's really I think that is one of the weirdest things is that the taste and smell lingers for a long time, and I wonder if there are people that have had it for a full year now that haven't got their taste or smell back, and how they've adapted to that. Yeah, that's, unfortunately, this is the second suicide you've shared with us in the last hour and a half, and in both cases, I got almost nothing, not that I don't sympathize, but like, what do you say? It's just, it's... It's horrible. It's it's a it's a story that I try to avoid. To be honest, I don't like. I, re- I I saw this story the other day and I read it briefly, and I'm just like, man, this puts me in such a weird spot mentally. You know that you don't you don't know how to reconcile it because it's a real thing that clearly. Well, I don't want to say clearly because I guess I don't know for sure that it's on an uptick because of this last year. I assume it is, but I guess I haven't seen any verification that there are more suicides in the last 12 months than in, say, the three years before it or something like that, you know? Yeah, so this dude from Texas Roadhouse, Kent Taylor, don't know if he's a local guy. I don't know if this was based here. It seems like Man, I thought it was. a lot of these restaurant chains are all based here. And he's 65, and you would imagine doing very well financially and, you know, just has what a great accomplishment he has. And and, then this made him kind of wander to I don't care to live any longer. And that's, that's one of the topics in life that I wish to avoid as long as possible. I don't, I don't like. I don't like when people come to that conclusion, but I know it's a real thing, and I know it happens all the time, and it just makes me sad. I don't, I, you know, From I don't this. I don't, I don't know how to vocalize it any better than that. I'm sorry. So Texas Roadhouse is actually based in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, really? Of course it is. It, it seems like all of these. If you have a theme about one particular area, it's never based in that particular area. Yeah, and the locations of the Roadhouse probably go in many 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 of the states um one of my parents favorite spots in madison wisconsin is uh the texas roadhouse dude i cannot believe this i can't believe i've never been in one they've invited or uh they've actually requested gift certificates there for uh holidays so you know i'm hey my parents sure my parents love their uh, chain restaurants yeah that's true uh, they have more than 600 locations. Whoa! That's okay. unbelievable. I would have bet the under. Yeah. Uh, 10 restaurants in other countries. And he was at the top of that entire empire? Yeah. Dang. He had it all. Bummer. You know what they, uh, you know what I'd recommend there? What? The sweet potato. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's like a vegetable. Yeah. But they put so much butter and brown <laughs> sugar on it. It's delicious. That it's like a piece of pie. It's unbelievable. So I, I teased a $2 million bounty is close by. That is because a bill has been introduced up in Oklahoma, House Bill 1648, which if passed, 
would require the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission to establish rules for a hunting season for Bigfoot. A $2.1 million bounty has been offered in Oklahoma for anyone able to, quote, safely capture the mythical ape-like creature. Well, why would you say it's mythical if you just well, we don't know. created a season? I Look, I don't know. Everybody knows if there's a Bigfoot, it's in the Pacific Northwest, probably British Columbia. Well, let me just, We've already established let me this. Just there's tell no you this. way it's in Oklahoma. The legislation was intended to promote tourism in the southeast Oklahoma area. I okay, guess it's just this, like a wasteland. This is a dumb bit. Because, well, hang on. Not Bigfoot. 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 No, not Bigfoot. Uh, that area <laughs> boasts the ninth most Bigfoot sightings in the world. So it's top ten. Ninth most. <laughs> what do you think is number one? Is it the Pacific Northwest? Of course it is. We know this. Is that where the original one with the guy walking with the wristwatch was seen? The the Patterson film? Yeah. That was a funny at, that was I, a funny bit in The Simpsons, like they did a recreation of that. And they're like, Carl, your watch is on. <laughs> I, I think I think we need a very dense forest type environment which uh-huh. does not in any way mirror what i anticipate oklahoma can offer especially southeast oklahoma uh, southeast oklahoma it's in the wachita mountains that's vast forest land and i'm not talking like it's rocky mountains but the forests are very very dense and if i were a bigfoot yeah but british columbia has hundreds of miles of this well, okay so what oklahoma has like a convenience store a couple trees Maybe a park. It doesn't look like picnic table. the Chihuahua Mountain scene. <laughs> well, Sasquatch was... <laughs> can't survive there. That's not. It doesn't make any sense. It's held. Uh, there is a Bigfoot festival held there each year near the Arkansas border. <laughs> All right, now I'm interested. <laughs> and issuing a state hunting license and tag could help boost tourism. And if somebody finds one, the problem is though, if you do, if you're able to hunt this beast, this great beast. It has to come back alive for you to collect the. That, now they're because a yeah, they dead want it back alive. Is a, is a no is a no well, good that's, bigfoot. That's still that's still a proof of purchase though. So you would have to go like uh, bow hunting or something like that, or maybe hunt, Wait, hunt with your taser. Dart in his neck. I don't know. I, does uh, anything reek of bigfoot more than the Oklahoma Arkansas border of a bunch of hillbillies <laughs> over there chasing a stupid fake creature? For $2 million? I, I would say I'm not taking their entire bid seriously because in the press release it says mythological. Uh-huh. If you want the hunters to go out there and to take this seriously and be putting the uh, the deer urine thing or whatever on their necks to, uh, yeah. to, to keep their scent, uh, their human scent from alerting Sasquatch of their presence. Think about that. You have to find a deer and make him pee on you. No, 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 no. You just say uh, you purchase the bottle. I think oh, it's a little spray. Oh, okay, my bad. You my have bad. to pee on the deer first, and then the deer <laughs> then pees they, on you. Oh, then they oh, rea- oh, react in kind, <laughs> and then you don't change your pants. I think we've established your deer that today. pee pants. <laughs> All right. It's definitely the uh, Pacific Northwest. Well, look, I'm not saying that there are easy ways to make millions of dollars. This certainly isn't one, but it's an option. It is an think option. About, think about it if you found one. I agree with all this. The ticket. Get, Get ready, ready for an all-new all new Hardline, Hardline segment. segment. 
It's time to step into the, the snake, snake pit. pit. And now, with something completely over the top, the host and star of the Snake Pit, Snake. Yeah! Snake. Donnie Nelson, coming up in the next segment. Thank you. Thank you to Donnie. So, I think that this will be the beginning of something um, that airs on our program with somewhat regularity. And we're going to call it the 180. Because there are several things that I have done 180s on in my life. Now, this can mean in a good way or a bad way. It's something that you maybe were really into at some point. Whether it's food or movies or uh, music or anything. A guy, a gal, and that you've kind of done a 180 on good or bad. The ticket! Sure. I don't really have a choice there. We've all, uh, you know. Well, I look, life is fluid, we're different, right? Yeah, we're different people. It's called growth. Right. And I think that I think that's the way we should approach things moving forward, too. Something that you don't like, you never know. Dude, Mike Reiner, think about the 180s he did just being on this show for 20 years as far as food goes because he had the palate of a first grader. He was chicken nuggets and beanie weenie guy for so long, and so it's incredible. he was introduced to guacamole for the first time. Um, sushi? In the, in the last 15 years, sushi. Wait a minute. Never had guacamole. He's lived here his whole life. In Texas. And he made it to like 55? Without 60. Ever, oh, I think it was six, he was in his 60s. Without ever enjoying guacamole. Wouldn't try it. Would Look looked gross. What would my life be without guac? I do not know. Chips and guac is oh, like, uh, like it's the best, the greatest thing ever. So we all go through these uh, these transformations, and I think it's perfectly okay to look at something differently a few years down the road. So I'm going to start off with something musical that I've done a 180 on, and this is, and I'm going to start this off this segment off with some positivity. Okay. I don't want to turn it around and make this all negative. Okay. So this is all good. And I have three things if we can get to them. Maybe not. We can save it for later. But back in 1997, when this album came out, I could not stand it. It made me insane. It was so over-the-top popular. Um, I hated every song on it. I couldn't stand the videos. I just... For whatever reason, it rubbed me the wrong way, and I didn't like where music was headed. Um, everybody knows this album, and now I recognize... I, Dude, I've listened to this all the way through probably a dozen times in like the last year. I like it so much now. Mm -hmm. And this was the first song off of it. Oh, yeah. This girl is a badass. You didn't like this? No! Man, I love this album when it came Do out. Do I stress you out? I don't think I know anyone that doesn't like this. Out and you say, Brad Champ loves it. I didn't like it, Mino, because I was I a D-Wad. And I'm willing to say that now. Like, I was too cool. Chick singing about her feelings and rock and roll and you don't belong. I didn't like her voice. 
I didn't like that. That makes me want to revisit it. This is Alanis Morissette and the monster album Jagged Little Pill. This is so good. And you know what started me down this path? What's that? So I was watching a little uh, fun rockumentary on the Foo Fighters. And the drummer, Taylor, was Alanis Morissette's drummer. Oh, that's right. And they plucked him right out from underneath her band and said, would you like to join our band? And he was just talking about this record and how influential it was. And I don't want to say it took him to open my eyes, but it took him to get me to revisit it and look at it from a different angle than being just smart-ass. Yeah, you knew uh, Taylor Hawkins made it like a safe space for you. Like yeah. Like you could, uh, no judgment. He endorsed it, so you're like, oh, okay. And this album is all about a breakup. Maybe it's not that bad. It's good, man. And with, I, with Dave Coulier. Is it really? With Dave Coulier. I've, I've heard that Absolutely. a million times, and I just have a hard time processing that. Yeah. And look, man, all these these songs were huge hits. Huge. Yeah. And they all got great groove. And man, I'm broke, but I'm happy. I'm I almost feel bad she I'm didn't do much after this. I'm sure and it's weird she didn't. Now, what's her deal? I don't know. You only need one, though, right? I'm sure she's a millionaire 50 times over because of this record. Dying? <laughs> yeah, this album has a whole musical behind it, too. They made a musical out of Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I get it. The ironic song is not really irony. Uh, it's not. But, you know, I don't want to pick nits here, right? Yeah. And I... This was I hated this part of the song. Yeah. It reminded me of a beginning of a tenacious D song they were making fun of. Net uh, worth forty five million. Wow. That's unreal. Off this. Anyway, man, I have done such a one eighty. I so appreciate Alanis. I love it. Yeah. I, I think she's just We all got him. She's an incredible artist. All right. From the food perspective. As we go down the 180 segment. Chicken nugs. No, it's not chicken nugs, because I think that would take a dark turn. (laughs) And I want to stay all positive here. Okay. (laughs) There is no doubt, when I would go to school, and I've mentioned this before, and I'm sorry if I'm I'm reiterating myself, but I I feel like this has not been given its proper due. We would go to school, and you would see the school lunch menu. And you got really excited because Friday was like pizza day, even though the pizza sucked. Mm-hmm. It was still pizza. Right. Wednesday was ham- like pizza. <laughs> Wednesday was like hamburger day. But on like the good food days, they would always throw in something because you had to have the balanced meal at school. Yes. Or at least what they considered to be a balanced meal at the time. And so there was always one thing that they would throw in with hamburger day. And it was the whole boiled Brussels sprout and the whole boiled school Brussels sprout was the most disgusting thing you could ever put in front of a child I don't think there has ever been a bigger comeback in the vegetable world 
than the Brussels sprout from 1982 to 2002 and beyond. It really has had a... A renaissance. Yes. I, I love the Brussels sprout. Dude, I'm with you. Yes. Within like the last year. Did you hate them though as a kid? Or did you I, even... I don't even think I'd tried them that much right and I never... they just look disgusting they smelled bad yes. yeah yeah the boiled visually they had no chance right and did you i don't know if your school served them in similar fashion no but uh i just stayed clear until my wife started fixing them and they're unbelievably delicious oh, now. like flash fried brussels sprouts and ty did your did your arlington did the aisd school do the same thing with probably you? Just, I and it was like four or five balls I think I probably tried to take that out of my memory because I still to this day hate that. Hate Brussels sprouts. Do you really? Ugh. And it may be, it, look, it may be something that, yeah, we yeah. were tortured by mentally. And I'm t- I, I couldn't, and like the smell was overwhelming mm-hmm. in, the, in the cafeteria. Um, and you knew it was Brussels sprout day. And then the lunch lady would just dollop out like four. And you're like, dude, yes. I don't want these. Ugh. School lunch did a lot of damage to pallets. Yeah. Right? As did, uh, and I don't, I don't know if this was my household or if this is a regional thing, but our equivalent of that would have been my entire childhood, and I revisit this every time I go home for the holidays. It's all canned vegetables, and like that your mom makes. Or yes, what you, for every okay. meal, if, there's, there's if, if it's corn, it's canned corn. Yeah. If it's if it's peas, it's canned peas, and if it's green beans, it's canned green beans. And again, I don't know is that regional, but I I married pretty old I married a girl uh, who I don't think has ever opened a can of vegetables. Did because she when she's she was growing always, up though? She had to. Uh, she grew up right there by you, or do her parents look at things a little different? Well, I mean, perhaps, but I would just simply say that uh, without researching her childhood, the meals that uh, I am uh, privy to at this point, yeah, have never seemed to experience like she. She went the other direction. So when you go back to canned vegetables for the first time in years, it's a, it's astounding how different vegetables oh taste. Yeah, and that's the thing. Nobody like kids don't like vegetables. It's a it's not like this is a new thing. No kid likes any vegetable, right? Because they're gross. They're they look gross. They don't taste good. They don't meet what your palate desires at that age, which is a nice salty nug. Right? Yeah. That's all you really care no, about. That's absolutely. all you want. And so you want meat and you might want a hunk of bread or a biscuit. <laughs> right? yeah. That's yeah. all you want. So it's like you're at uh you're at medieval times it would be perfect. That's a perfect meal for any right. kid. Right. But like those bald Brussels sprouts, I still like I can and I don't know about you guys, but I can still genuinely taste if I think about it, the pizza, the hamburger mm-hmm. from school back the, in the, the day. The fried burrito. Yes. Oh, God, yes. I can still taste those. Well, I can smell those Brussels sprouts, yeah. and they make me want to puke. And now, I mean, it is, give them to me. If there is Brussels sprouts on any menu, on any of those farm-to-table menus at, or at any of these restaurants, I am so in, and I can't eat enough of them. Do you know who doesn't agree with you? Who? Cash Saroy checks in and says the Brussels sprout is stupid. <laughs> Counterpoint. He's right. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's tried See, Ty, it. Ty, have you experienced this revolution of the Brussels sprout, the different ways that they're cooked and, like no. I said, flash fried? I want nothing to do with Brussels sprouts. 
they're not. They don't show up whole I, anymore. They look more like uh, they're halved or quartered. I fought this fight with my parents for years because I still kind of eat like an eight year old, and my mom <laughs> will always say, "Yes, she'll go. You know, you're going to try this someday, and you're going to like it. And you're going to regret it." And I go, "No, because I'll never try it, so I won't regret it." Why? Why you open Ugh. up? What about broccoli? Ugh. You won't eat broccoli. Asparagus? Like, Ugh. No. Do you eat anything green? Uh, jelly beans. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm like a, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of broccoli right now, but not in the way I am. It still doesn't taste good. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, I, I, to be fair, I'm not. I just do it for health. Reasons. I'm not team broccoli, but I, but I do enjoy the sprouts and the asparagus. And like, there's some sort of dipping sauce sometimes when you order it as an appetizer, Brussels sprouts, like some sort of creamy white, not ranch, but it's something, and it's freaking off the charts great and that was my number one food enemy as a kid yeah number one well mine was uh the canned beets oh so gross and then they had that purple juice they were in or whatever that color was what about fresh beets did your grandparents ever grow beets uh mine did and they're a lot different than the canned beets. i I would say i've experienced a much different like a beet salad is nothing like what uh when my parent man when mom would walk over with the canned beets in a bowl or something like that and you knew that your task that night was going to be to figure out how to get three down the hatch so you could leave the table. Yeah. Traumatic. Yeah. Just absolutely a horror show. Right. You're weeping. Like, oh, we got to the beats again. All right. Well, there's the beginning of our Love 180 it. segment. That was one of my favorite snake pits ever. Oh, thanks, Danny. Thanks, that's, Danny. That's really nice of you. Welcome back, by the way, from uh, Spring Break. Shut All up. right. Oh, thank you. <laughs>